Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, however, wherever, whenever you're listening to us, the DFS Streamer Podcast is here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at Loafing It on Twitter, and coming in to save the day, riding on his faithful steed, Millie Maker, dressed all in white like the Lone Ranger, it is Pierre, at Wee 31 over on Twitter. Hello, Pierre. Hello, Wes. Was the Lone Ranger really dressed in white? I thought he's like. I, so. I thought he wore black or something. Maybe I'm thinking of Zorro. I, I I watched it in <laughs> I watched it in black and white, so I'm not really sure. You had a 50-50 chance, but yeah. Uh, yeah oh, hello, yeah. happy, happy, happy days. We're we're getting close to the end of this season, but uh, not there yet. So we we're still having fun. Got some news coming up. Missed last week because of you know holiday time and just things oh, yeah. getting hectic. So it's good to be back on a microphone talking DraftKings DFS. Dude, we tried last week, and I, I, my daughter went in the hospital. We just had things pop up in life. We just could not get a schedule together that was fitting for both of us, and it was Thanksgiving week for a bread man that's always chaotic to start with. Throw in hospital visits. It's even worse, right? But, hey, we, 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 the more important thing is, is I finished second in our DraftKings contest, our DFS Dreamer contest. I think that puts us equal for being on the podium this year. I think I have now been on the podium as many times as you. No, that's that's not true. But oh. well, happy for your second. You did get second, first place. Uh, our Burba uh, had a one eighty four point six six. So congrats to to Burba there. He had Josh Allen, Ramadre Stevenson, Jonathan Taylor, Rashi Rice, Michael Pittman Jr., Trey Palmer, Pat Fryermuth, Travis Kelsey, and the Texans defense. And the week before that, I'm pretty sure it was Wake Border. Yeah. Uh, I want to give them their credit as well. They took down first, and I believe they they knocked me off. I was I think I was I was maybe I don't know where I was, but uh, I know Wake Border was the week before, and then uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, we had Dirty six 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 one three got back in the the first place column, tied with Breeze. Um, our guy, the legend of Breeze, was tied yeah. with Craig there uh, with a one seventy five forty four on Thanksgiving. So three slates. Three different winners. Um, really fun to, to see everyone in there and looking forward to see who jumps in this week. Oh, it'd be great to do that. And, and listen, guys, I, I check you all out over on Twitter as best I can whenever I can figure out what your Twitter handles are. I'm an old man, so please bear with me. But like Craig puts out great uh, threads on the weekend mm-hmm. leading up to DraftKings contest. Great threads. He puts in. I like all the colors, Craig. I love all the colors. I love all the threads and your thoughts. And I know Breeze does the same thing as well uh, with some thoughts there. I think for triple play, if, if, am I re- thinking the same Breeze? Yeah, right there? I'm pretty sure he's with triple play fantasy yeah. and he, he posts his DraftKings picks and different tiers. So really good work all around, really strong, just group of men and women. You know, that join that contest every week is not big. So, I mean, you, you give yourself a shot, right. but it's yeah. it's awesome just to see the different thoughts and different lineups that people come up with. Yeah. And, and, you know, tag me on some of those things. If you do any of those DraftKings threads or anything like that, tag me at some of those things. I'd love to retweet it and support your work in any way possible. But I also like to get some insider information on how I need to build my lineup. Contrary <laughs> to yours. That's what I'm. Oh, hey, good job by everybody. We appreciate you being a part of the family, the family here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Make sure you follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. We always put the uh, well, maybe not always, but we always try <laughs> to put your uh, DraftKings contest PR entitled uh, over there uh, connected to the tweet somehow I, I pulled that DraftKings contest up on my, my computer updated somehow it went from like the year 1995 all the way up to year 2023 or whatever year it is now Yeah. and, and when I pulled up your DraftKings contest 
Oh boy. <laughs> because I didn't know what it was talking about until I realized what page I was on. It asked me if I wanted to translate the French <laughs> because it, it looked like it was French to the computer. Your DraftKings contest title looked French to the computer and it asked me if I wanted to translate it uh, from French to English. <laughs> well, my name is Pierre, so that's kind of oh, fitting, right? <laughs> it, may have, it may have been the reason why. I was really thinking it was because all other things. All right, let's get into this DraftKings contest, Pierre. We don't have a lot of a lot of teams on a buy this week, and one of the things that jumped out for me, Pierre, as we were as I was getting prepared for this, besides my computer screen freezing up all of a sudden, <laughs> terrible timing to be doing that, was yeah. uh, I went to all, and I went to look to see if there was anybody that was 10K on this on this lineup is there anybody 10k this week not yet not, not yet so i mean we're, we're inching closer we did got six teams as you mentioned six teams on the buy but tyreek's getting pretty close he's up to, to 9600 uh so tyreek hill's 400 away from reaching that 10k mark Ooh, and well deserving too i mean he he's yeah. just about hitting that 30 every single week for us uh and that's something that he's on our slate today but the first game i believe we're gonna go to arizona pittsburgh because that's the first one i wrote down i know that's not the first game pierre i know it's not uh, without even looking at it i know it's not okay. the first game uh but we're gonna go to arizona pittsburgh real quick because that's the first game i have written down here and like i said my computer's froze it's working on things i have it now i have it pulled up but the arizona pittsburgh game starts out at 40 40 points is the implied total, and Pittsburgh is favored by five and a half. They mm -hmm. showed out last week, gave us 400 yards total offense, which really I want to say that that was mostly in the second half because the first half I was going, I bet you Matt Canada's enjoying this first half right now. <laughs> probably, probably, and uh, it's tough because I, he's an IU guy for folks that don't know, so it's hard to see him get canned, but I mean, his offense was, was pretty bad. Pretty pretty encouraging to to see the the four hundred yards and you know you saw Najee get more involved you know I mean Pickett threw for almost three hundred I think he threw for like two seventy eight Friar move finally showed up he was my first tight end my only tight end I really took in the Scott Fishbowl I got eliminated and of course he he shows up the the week after I didn't make the playoffs and has his biggest game on the year so congrats yeah. to Baby Gronk Pat Friar move for showing up for somebody because it was not me. Um, but, yeah, the Steelers looked a lot better offensively this week. Would you rather play this week Murray versus that Pittsburgh defense in Pittsburgh or Pickett, who kind of seemed to come around a little bit but only gave us 11 DraftKings points, but at 5K, you know, if he could have just found the end zone. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like he just he, – mm -hmm. he didn't have any touchdown passes. If he could have had a touchdown pass, he'd pay off that 5K pretty easy for us. Yeah, from a prize perspective, you know, I like Pickett just because, one, he didn't have to give you – too much to, to hit his value, and he's going to open up other positions. From a ceiling perspective, though, it's still Kyler. I know he's up to, to 7K now. He's He's went up, what, almost $1,100 in three yeah. weeks. And he's gotten his, his rushing. He's still there. Um, he's rushing a touchdown three straight weeks. Will that continue? Who knows? But, I mean, he, he threw the ball 45 times, which was a season high for him as well. Sure. Um, so I was still in Kyler just from the upside with his legs, um, et cetera. It's tough because his weapons are a little – a little hurt right now, so we'll see who actually comes around and plays. But I would still lean Kyler, but I don't mind the, the picket price. But he, he wouldn't need to, to get in the end zone uh, to really get you where you need to be with that 15 to 16 range. 
with all those passes and it's something that we I don't think anybody anticipated was James Conner just being completely taken out of this Arizona Cardinal offense at 5800 I just can't see him getting to his price point he he's he's been under 10 I think every single week every single mm-hmm. week it, so it's just it's one of those things where we have to avoid it and I know Najee made the big splash last week but Warren still had a lot of touches he he still had the volume I want to see from somebody and I think that People are going to be off of him this week, mm-hmm. and that might be the week, the reason why I go to Jalen Warren instead of a Najee Harris because I think that Warren still has all the possibility for scoring big points, getting me over 20 points, and I think Najee is just going to be sitting there at that 15-point mark. Yeah, so Warren definitely is the more explosive you know, running back out of the two. They're still roughly 50-50. I think it was 54-48 to 48 for, for Harris last week, but, I mean, they're still basically splitting touches. Um you're right with the upside. So so Warren's gotten you 20 uh, multiple times this year. Mm-hmm. Najee hasn't done it once. He, he got close. If he would have got that 100-yard bonus, I think it was one point or one yard short of the 100-yard bonus, he probably would have got there last week. Um, but Cardinals really struggle against the run. They're one of the worst teams against the run. So I think either one of these guys are playable at 5,400 and 5,200. But I agree. I would, I would tend to lean Warren. Uh, just to hope that he can break a big one, a long one that, that Najee really hasn't done yet this year. These wide receivers. Last week, I ended up picking up, uh, what was his name? What was his name from everywhere that I ended up picking up uh, from the... Dorch? Oh, Dorch. Yeah, I ended up picking up Dorch everywhere. And it got in the end zone and paid off for me. But I'm mm-hmm. a little skittish to go back to him again this week in anything that I'm playing in, whether it's redraft <laughs> or fishbowl or anything. I'm a little skittish to do it because the volume could be there. And the reason why in Fishbowl I liked it, he saw a lot of third down volume to get, you know, to get that first down. So it really paid off in Fishbowl a little bit. But here on DraftKings at 3,700, he's going to get you the, 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 the right there at it. He, he's not going to break the slate, you know? I mean, he shouldn't, but I mean, you look at his targets. He's gotten eight, nine targets. That's, that's, that's a good target share uh, to have for 3,700. He only caught three. Um, which wasn't helpful, but like you said, one was a touchdown, so that helped get him to the 11.7 uh, that he had last week. His price still isn't, isn't over 4K, uh, so I don't mind him still at 3,700. If he's going to see nine to eight targets, you got to hope that he catches you know, more of them and, and still gets in the end zone. I think part of it still hinders for him, though, is Michael Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of need him to, to miss again um, in order for Dortch to be playable. Um, he is questionable. Uh I think McBride didn't practice today as well, so monitor that. Again, Wednesday, it's the first practice. A lot of guys miss on Wednesdays, but something to monitor. But for Dorch to be playable, you want to have one of those other top receivers off the field. Maybe Marquise Brown is finally healthy. Maybe he forced his way onto the field for the last couple of weeks, and then last week maybe he was a little healthy. 12 targets for him last week, 88 yards, didn't find the end zone, but had 15 DraftKings points. At 5,200, I really like that, Pierre. Yeah, I mean, it's a good prize, but many thought he was going to miss last week. Like, he, he seemed like he was the, the most unhealthy last week, and he, he played and uh, had a pretty solid game. Like you mentioned, he's going to get targets. Uh, Kyler's going to look for him. 5,200, I mean, he's been around that price, like, all year, and he hasn't really had that explosion. I think his, his max right now has been around 17, 17 and a half. Um, you would like to get that 20 if you could, but he, he just hasn't been that guy. But he has gotten – you know, the target's about half the season where he's been 10 plus. So he's worth taking a, a shot on if you feel like he's getting healthier. Um, I don't know what this game script's going to say or what the weather's going to be in Pittsburgh, right. but those are just things to monitor as well. 
No, and and if McBride plays, it may be a, a double tight end stack here with McBride and Fryermuth may be the way to run this game uh, if you do something yeah. like that with a Kyler Murray because the 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 Pittsburgh wide receivers just don't do anything. They they're just out of the game plan. They they really are. I mean, it could be a running back, it could be a wide receiver yeah. or, or or Muth, but it's not going to be the wide receivers for Pittsburgh. Well, I just don't think they're built to to throw the ball. Yeah, they have Pickett. You know, I don't mind Pickens and Johnson and Fryermuth, but the Steelers have always been a team that that tries to get the run going. You know, obviously they had the bus back in the day with Cower, um, Le'Veon Bell. You know, he was heavily involved when he was there, even in the Antonio Brown years. So I think they just prefer to to run the ball and be run heavy, keep the game close, keep the game ugly, um, try to pull out the win with the defense at the end or the kicker, et cetera. Um, so they just don't want to lean on and pick it too much, which is why I feel like some of their their pass catchers just aren't aren't worth it unless a guy's out or injured or in just one of those smash matchups. It's hard to to really click on Deontay Johnson or George Pickens just because the volume isn't where it needs to be. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, and both the tight ends are in play. Defenses uh, play at your own risk, right? Uh, yeah, I like McBride a lot because I mean he kind of burned people. Like he went awful. Um, last week he was like the most popular even more popular than Kelsey last week uh, got nine targets only got 13 points will people run to that again I don't know uh, but his price went up a little bit a couple hundred dollars so I like him and then of course Fryer Moose price just jumped up like $1,600 from his 2700 last week or 2900 so uh, he'll, he, I don't know if he'll be as chalky at his price but a lot of people will see that nine and 120 and and flock back to him so definitely both tight ends are in play yet. Okay. All right. Very good. Los Angeles Chargers at the New England Patriots, the first game on the slate, Pierre. We have 40 and a half point total, and the Chargers are favored by six in New England. Can you believe that? Early game, short week, all those things for yeah. the Chargers, you know, played on Sunday night anyway. And here they are doing this, and it's basically because the New England Patriots, we can only count on one thing there, and that's Stevenson. But my question to you, I mean, he, to me, he's going to get his three times as value as Stevenson's going to do that. But there seems to be a wide receiver that we should be able to depend on. Douglas is going to be in that concussion protocol it's been hard to find people get their find their way out of that uh, yeah. a week after having that but to me maybe it's parker i mean maybe i could play parker at 3200 that's minimum salary almost i mean if if douglas miss like all of their receivers are basically down there uh parker you know juju um thornton who's a, a speedster but really doesn't get it so it's really just going to be a a coin flip if we're being honest um douglas was obviously the leader which is crazy to say after Kendrick Bourne went down. Um, so you can take a punt. You can take a chance on one and just hope that it works out. Probably Parker. I mean, he has the the bigger body, like you mentioned, but I could, I could see Juju or, okay. or Taekwon having a decent game. Probably not Rager. I just can't play. Jalen Rager, I leave him alone. <laughs> well, they all. Uh, the thing is, is the New England Patriots grayed out very well this game for me, uh, but yeah. they have done that very well every game in the past it feels like as well so <laughs> and, and it hasn't paid off other other than uh for their wide receiver douglas and for stevenson so those are the two guys i'm really going for here uh we're going against that vaunted new england patriot defense if you're justin herbert at 8k we can't trust him to get to his 24 this time can we i don't think so um okay the chargers are broken yeah you got keenan allen you got you know eckler who's even having a little down here himself but I think once Mike Williams got hurt, it kind of removed uh, a spark or, or something from that offense. Uh, I know everyone that's a fan of the Chargers wants Staley to, to be gone. They're not a big fan of the the head coach there. So just 
I mean, they're a letdown year after year. But I, yeah, I can't pay the 8K for for Herbert. I'm just I'm not a fan okay. of the Chargers or this game. Okay, and well, I got to say, for redraft leagues or any kind of league like that where you're stashing people, I think Kelly's going to come into play at some point again this year. All right, yeah. I just I don't think Eckler's going to do everything here for this coach, for this franchise, or anything like that. I just the seasons. Did you see him run in Green Bay, dude? <laughs> I had never seen him run so slow before. Uh, Keenan Allen, 9K, that means he's got to get to 27, and he just about does it each week. But it feels like a, a harder task here against New England, who always takes away that tough opponent, uh, that best weapon for their opponent. I agree. I think this is the, the guy Belichick tries to take away because, again, Eckler hasn't been very efficient himself. Um, 14, 16, 16 targets. You love to, to see that. Um, his price, you know, 9K is the, the highest. That has okay. been other than the Green Bay game. So it's tough to pay that price. But, I mean, someone's going to try to play, for example, I'm guessing Tyree Hill will still be popular at 9,600. Mm-hmm. If you want to get different, you could go to Keenan Allen. But I wouldn't because of the matchup, again, I, I don't think it's great. I got one dart throw. One dart Uh-oh. throw in this game. If if I'm going to punt the tight end position, which some people do, I, I may I may do it with Stone Smart. Okay. And Don't and I know it. he doesn't have any anything going for him. I understand that. But that. no, he saw three targets two weeks ago against Green Bay. And one of those receptions was a 51-yard touchdown. They just missed on doing the same thing last Sunday night against Baltimore. So I think they got that one or two plays in their playbook for Stone Smart. And at 2,500, if I'm going to punt the position, he's just one of those players I'm looking at punting, Pierre. And and I, I realize I should just punt that on. <laughs> well, yeah, because the Green Bay game, Everett was gone. He didn't play. Uh, so that got smart on the field. I know he did get the one big target that last game when Everett was back, but it just gets too murky when, when Everett and Parham are, are both technically in front of him on the depth chart. Understand, Chargers a sneaky defense this week going against the New England Patriots. I know they're 4K, but it's just still a sneaky defense if nobody yeah, else is playing yeah. them and you have the money to spare. All I right? think the Patriots are like one of the cheaper defenses. So, again, we saw the Chargers can turn the ball over too. So you could definitely play the, the Patriots, as you mentioned, also. Detroit at New Orleans. This is a 45-and-a-half point total from when I wrote this down. And Detroit was favored by so- four points on the road. Uh, yeah, so Detroit's still favored, uh, four and a half right now, up to 46 and a half. So totals wow. raise the point. Yeah, I, you know, I, I debated all week long between going in some redraft leagues where I stream quarterbacks between a Derek Carr and a Gardner Minshew. Uh, and I just, I, I've, I finally made up my mind, as I said, Minshew, because the New Orleans Saints and Derek Carr are missing every single one of his uh, receivers. And, <laughs> and that's, that's going to be really hard for him. I understand the thought too of Kamara, 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 but Detroit knows this and Detroit can take away Kamara, Kamara, Kamara. So I'm really kind of scared that Taysom Hill is going to be the guy that vultures everything this next Sunday. Oh yeah. It's a Taysom week. I, yeah. I know it's going to happen for one. He, he does better on himself. Uh, he's a better home player, but if they're missing a lave, I know he kind of participated in practice, even though he's in the concussion protocol, but if they're missing him, um, you got Michael Thomas hurt. You got Rashid. So he he got hurt early in that game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of folks are going to flock to, I think, A.T. Perry. Um, but I think it's going to be a, a Taysom type game or maybe even Jawan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got hurt earlier in the year. Um, seven targets last week, caught four for 45. So if he's seeing, you know, six or seven targets at, at 3,400, he's he's in play too. So I like the, I like the tight ends. I like I like Taysom. I like Jawan Johnson. If Olave's out, and then I still think Kamara's in play. 8,200 is a, a little tough at times to, to get to. But if he can get some of those targets that he got earlier, 
uh, in the year, then you, you'd be happy. But if he's only getting the, the five or so, it's not going to be worthwhile. No, and I like, I do still like Carr at 5,600. Um, right. I, I do, because I think he can get to his 15, and then he can maybe go up a little bit more from there. If I'm looking for players that can go three times their value, and I end up playing a quarterback around that price range, maybe yeah. I would play Carr, uh, just to be a little contrarian, because I think people will be off of him. And I'm going to mention Keith Kirkwood as well. Three targets last week, 20 yards. He's one of those guys that just pop up and down from that New Orleans Saints practice squad in previous years even, was even on the team and was a little bit fantasy relevant, I think, for one or two weeks here and there. And I, I just So I got to mention Kirkwood. I got to. I mean, he got to mention any of the receivers. If Olave and true. Rashid misses, like, there's going to be a similar boat as the Patriots where you're going to have, like, three guys right around that minimum salary price range. All you got to do is get the right one, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you should be in pretty good shape because you're ultimately just needing, what, nine to 12. Boy, Gibbs Montgomery, they're so high-priced for being a split backfield. 6700 and 6500 it's really hard to pay for either one of those guys. It is, especially more so against the Saints, who have a pretty solid run defense. So I'll probably stay away. It's tough, though, because I know I know he's been better this year, but you know the, the golf on the road thing's tough. He is mm-hmm. in a dome, so I think that helps out a little bit uh, when he's inside. Uh, he, they played at the Chargers. He had a pretty good game against the Chargers. That was indoors. But we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't think I'm paying for either of the Detroit running backs, given the situation and their salaries. And I don't know if I'm going to pay for Amon Ra either this week. 8500 He He could get there, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like he gets to that 8500 price point that we need very often, if ever. He's had a 33-point game in, in the last five or six weeks here. But other than that, it, it just can't get to that 8500 three times the value. It's tough. I mean, he's he's gotten there, what, three? I think three times this year. You hope he gets double-digit targets, and then you hope he gets in the end zone. That's ultimately uh, a good a good recipe to at least get you to that that twenty, the mid twenty range. Um, if he can get in the end zone twice or get the hundred yard bonus, then you're you're really in good shape. I'm in trouble this week, Pierre, because I just know I keep mentioning in trouble every week. <laughs> I, 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 but I keep mentioning my dart throws, and I can hear it in my voice that oh, I got to limit myself to just one dart throw per lineup or something. Jameson Williams, no, Khalif Raymond is, oh, is who I got. Five targets, 90 yards, a touchdown. No, no touchdown last week. And got us to 15 DraftKings points. Yeah. He's 3,200, man. 3,200. That's cheap for somebody who seems to have surpassed uh, Josh Reynolds or even uh, whatever that other rookie. Jameson, Jay, Jay, what's his name? Johnson yeah. Williams. Jameson Williams. Williams. That's what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Jameson Williams just because his, his snap counts really started to go up over these last few weeks. Um, I still think he's a home run hitter and a, a speedster. Uh, but you look, he's played, you know, 52%, 65%, 63% uh, versus Raymond only playing 26, 21, 29. So um, he's on the field a bit more. It, it did feel like Raymond was getting targeted quite a bit in that Packers game. I'm not sure if it was the scheme uh, that Green Bay was playing. But from a, a boom standpoint, um, I think it's it's Jamison Williams for me that I would lean. He's he's under, you know, that 4K range as well. So that would be where I would go. But I can understand Raymond. I just yep. think it could be chasing the Thanksgiving day a little bit. I understood that. Um, I would take the under on this game. I don't expect this game to be a shootout. Detroit offense doesn't perform well on the road, and New Orleans offense has nobody healthy. So I just I think it's going to go under. <laughs> the only I thing is that they both play pretty fast. Like They're they're top five in pace and, and plays per game. So when that happens, yeah, sometimes it can – sometimes those can shoot out a little bit. I'm not saying it will. That's just something to keep in mind. Detroit's two – New Orleans is three on pace per per play this season. Third and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. 
Atlanta versus the Aaron Rodgers led Jets, Pierre. Isn't How about that? Insane. That it is 34 point total. We'll get into the insaneness here in a minute. Besides that, it's just a 34 point total. They don't expect Aaron Rodgers to play, obviously, with a 34 point total. And Atlanta still favored by three in New York. Um, just a just a crazy thing to hear that Aaron Rodgers yeah. is practicing, is playing. Got to give our shout out to at Legend Sports Seven over on Twitter, old John Frisella. He broke that news today. I saw it, and I'm like, oh Johnny, you're just grasping at straws, trying to get headlines, Johnny. You're trying to get followers, Johnny. <laughs> Sure enough, man, he, the later reports come out and, and give Johnny – well, they didn't give Johnny any due, but <laughs> they, they stole his headline. So you mentioned the total, and I think that's a, a good place to start here because if that moves up, then that could mean that Rodgers is going to play. I don't think he's going to play. I don't, I don't see why they would even bring him back. They're, to me, they're not really in playoff contention. Uh, you risk – him, you know, being older of age, getting getting hurt, getting re-injured, et cetera. But if that total starts to, to climb as we get into Friday, for example, that could be a sign that, you know, something's going to happen. He's he's 4K. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can play him <laughs> coming off of the Achilles. Uh, but if for some reason he got activated, which they, they designated him to return. They got 21 days to activate him. If for some reason he got activated at 4K, It'd be really hard not to to think about playing Aaron Rodgers at, at minimum salary for quarterback. Let me say this, too, about all this whole conspiracy stuff and Aaron Rodgers. Look, I'm the first one to buy into something like that, okay? You are. But, <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, I, I investigated. I go, th- I put it through a little bit of ringer in my head a little bit just to see if anything actually drips out of there that could be truthful. I'm going to say this. It, I will believe it's a complete conspiracy. If Tim Boyle starts this game and then goes down himself with an injury, and then Aaron Rodgers is riding his white horse into the <laughs> into the game and saving the day for the New York Jets, because if somebody's going to do that, that's going to be Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? If if we're going to go conspiracy theory, let's just go all the way through it, where Aaron Rodgers comes in to save the day, not not starts the game, but comes in midway through the second quarter or something just to light a fire. That then I'll be like, oh, it was a conspiracy. <sighs> It's it's yes. Now that he's been designated to return, it's just going to be okay. a circus, it is. media let, circus, regardless of what happens. Desmond Ritter, we can't play him up there in New York. That's good news for the New York Jets defense, I think, more than anything else. Uh, we can't play Tim Boyle, but the running backs are very intriguing here because Bajan finally was set free, and Bajan went crazy last week. And at sixty seven hundred, this is one of the fours that I have for my running back uh, uh, projections a little bit here. And that means that he's just is going to be able to do outstanding against this Jets defense. At 6,700, I think that he could pay off Pierre. And not a lot of people may want to play him against the Jets. Yeah, he probably won't be played. And, I mean, it's good to see him finally getting the touches that we thought he should have been getting the whole the whole season. Yeah, uh, They're finally giving it to him again. He, he got 22 total, then 24 total. So back-to-back 20-plus. Um, 6,700. I mean, the Jets have a really good defense. Uh, <laughs> this is tough. I, I think I think you can play B. John. I think people won't play B. John. I think I might be in the won't range just because the, the Jets makes things pretty ugly unless Tim Boyle, you know, he can easily get them mm-hmm. in bad field positions that B. John benefits from. But otherwise, I'm going to trust that that 34 point over under. <laughs> No, I understand, and that's why I have Koo on some of my fantasy squads this week because I'm like, okay, he's going to be kicking a lot of field goals. It's what he's going to be able to do. Uh, for the wide receivers, Pierre, I don't, I don't like any of them. 
That's it. I, I don't like any of them. Wilson, London, Hollins, Lazard. I don't care. I don't, I don't like any of them. Yeah, I don't like London because there's some serious corners there with the Jets. I think Garrett Wilson still he's potentially in play. He's not he's not expensive. He's he's six K. You need about eighteen. Um, you got to hope he gets you know an end zone. He got an end zone last week. He's gotten you know right around eighteen, basically two out of the last three weeks. So that's that's not awful. I think he could he could potentially get there still. I just don't find a lot of slate breaker, breakers in this game at all, other than Bajan. I, I think Bajan could be just because he might be under-owned. Other than that, I just don't I don't find anything. What do you think about maybe a Conklin, even at 3K? Uh, I mean, he's he's oh. he's there, but he's not a slate breaker either. But, I mean, okay. well, I don't I'm like this game. It's 34. Okay. All right, move it on. I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm I was trying to. It was fun to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Indianapolis versus Tennessee. Are you coming down here for this game here? I'm not, but there's a free space in this game. Okay. Oh, oh 43 point total. Indianapolis is uh, two points uh, favored here in this game. The free space. The free space. Free space. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find the free space here. Let's go to all. I had it probably written down earlier. Probably. Zach Moss. Oh, Zach, Zach Moss. 2600. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a free space. Um, Taylor's out two to three weeks. Uh, had thumb surgery. Um, Zach Moss is going to be he's going to be the bell cow back. Uh, Coach's offensive line has been really great. He played Tennessee earlier. He put up 36 and a half. I don't think he'll do that again. But I mean, if he gets you 20, you know, for for 4600, you're you're happy. If he gets you 15 to 16, you're you're still happy for 4600. So he's going to be the most popular player. Uh, on the slate this week. Well, I think, and I know what he did against Tennessee earlier this year. And and that game, I went back to look at game five, I think it was, whenever they played Tennessee and they had mm-hmm. that first matchup. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was coming back, I believe, is is what that game was, or he was hurt. I, don't, I think it was his comeback game, though. And also Richardson started that game, and then he left uh, due to the concussion or whatever, the shoulder injury or whatever it was. And Mitchu came back in there, uh, and, and he was playing. So it was just kind of a weird game. And I don't know if the Tennessee Titans exhaled whenever they saw Zach Moss behind the line of scrimmage or something, <laughs> and Zach Moss just caught him off guard. But he he lit him up that game. I can't see that happening twice. First of all, Tennessee's got a pretty stout run defense. It is. Okay? And, and so I can't see Zach Moss doing that again. I'm putting my eggs all in the Minshew basket and the, and the Josh Downs basket is what I'm doing. Okay. Good luck. I'll be playing Zach Moss. Okay. Well, no, I, I put Zach Moss in a lineup too, or two, because I I do see he's a free square, and at forty six hundred, I understand the price point there is a fantastic price point, especially with what he did before. I'm just I'm just telling buyer beware that usually the Titans don't give up less kind of You're right. awesome running. I mean, they just don't. Right. And I was trying right. to I was trying to figure out why in week five that happened, and so I'm telling you what happened in week five, kind of. I didn't go back and look at everything. I just <laughs> I speculated a little bit. No, you're right. So that was Jonathan Taylor's first. First game back, he got about six attempts. Um, was the game that you know Richardson also got hurt, so it was tough. But I, I still think so. I just think Shane Steichen is just like an offensive genius, honestly. And that's not being a, a homer. Like just the the plays that he calls, if if they're executed, he just puts players in such a a great position to succeed. Um, he's done that with Minshew. Uh, again, the Colts right now, the last wild card spot, which who would have thought Richardson going down, Jonathan Taylor missing a good portion of the season, and the, the Colts are the last wild card team still. A uh, big rivalry game. You know, it's a, it's an important one, but 
a way to get different, as you mentioned, if you if you don't play Moss, a way to get different would be the Minshew route because the, the Titans have have arguably been a, a funnel uh, the past type of defense where they, they take away the run and they funnel you to, 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 to start throwing the ball. And so if you do feel like that's going to be the route that, that happens and that, that goes, you would go Minshew, Pittman, you know, downs, as you mentioned, I think you could still play Moss even as a pass catching running back there. Wasn't a touch the tight ends at all. Um, but that's kind of the route I'm going to go with the coach. It's probably going to be Zach Moss. And I might do two running backs. I might go with your, your King on the other side and, and go with Henry. Um, he didn't look great the first time they played the coach, but he tends to torch us at least once. Um, and since that didn't happen <laughs> the week five, I feel like it could happen coming in this this upcoming week. No, you're right. And they always give him more carries at home is what they do, unless they get really down to like like they did against Baltimore. But they just seem, yeah. seem to give him those 20 carries. Like we always talk about being a winning formula for Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. They get him right there at it. Last week, I know he only had 18, but that clock was just ticking, ticking, ticking. Yeah. And they were, giving, they were feeding it to him a whole time. The only thing I worry about is he had two touchdowns last week, right? And he yeah. got us he got us to 20 DraftKings points. He's got to do that in order to pay off the 6800 price point again. So that's one thing that I'm being a little bit hesitant on uh, from, from his standpoint, from, from a standpoint of this game. And I'd really rather play Downs than Pittman. I think the quarterback, I think Minshew will be able to give us 15, maybe 20 because the, of the pass funnel that the Tennessee Titans are. I agree with what you said there about all the other things, though, Pierre. So good job by you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All Tough right. game. Hope we hope we can pull it out. Miami, yeah, that's that's one of us. Miami at Washington. <laughs> uh, we got a 50-point total. Woohoo! I think that's our first 50-point total in weeks, Pierre. I, I, On the I main slate, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's just crazy if you think about that. And Miami is favored by nine and a half here. You know what my favorite play is from the Miami Dolphins side? It is the defense, Pierre. I love the defense going against Washington. Washington lets up tons of sacks. Then that, that results in tons of interceptions or fumbles or anything like that. I love the Miami Dolphins defense. And I realize how much they're priced. Yeah, 3900 But if, I'm, if I can pay up for them, I'm going to do so in any kind of contest. Yeah, it's been a, a struggle for the, the offensive line of the commanders. How gets sacked three-plus times every single game. Uh, so you're right. The Miami Dolphins defense is in play. Um, Tyreek Hill is in play, even at 9,600, I think folks will just jam him in, lock him in. Um, he mispracticed himself with a, an ankle, so something to monitor. He's kind of been banged up the last two games, which mm-hmm. is a little concerning. Like, he, he's come back, but you're still like, okay, which one is he not going to come back on <laughs> if, if something continues to happen? So it could be a waddle type of situation. Uh, he's going to save you for one $2,000 off the Tyreek price. Um, so I don't mind Waddle to get a little different from Tyreek Ty Hill. Uh, watch the running back situation. HM might be back again. Um, he's still 6900 which is a high price. If he misses, you can still um, just lock in Brother Raheem uh, with most there at 7300 Jeff Wilson even got some run at 4600 if HM's, you know, not playing again. And I think Tua uh, also in play. Commanders give up a ton. We saw Dak torch them. Them, <laughs> you know, Thanksgiving, uh, yeah. Turkey Day, they had turkeys hiding in the Salvation Army Bowl. They were just ready to score points against commanders. I feel like the Dolphins will probably be in the same situation where they're just ready to to score some points. And it's really could be a shootout here. I think that's why that 50 that 50 is there, because Washington can kind of keep up a little bit um, from behind. So this will be a this will be a fun, interesting game, I think. 
I think Tua should be a higher price quarterback than what he is. I think at seventy nine hundred. Yeah, I think that seventy nine hundred is due to his fumbles and his interceptions. He gives right. the ball away so much that 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 drops his DraftKings point total, which thus drafts his, drops his DraftKings price a little yeah. bit as well. You know, so I'm just saying that it's good value for Tua. And one of these days, he's not going to turn the ball over as much, and they're going to score even more points than yeah. they have been scoring. But I don't know if it's in this this weather condition. Miami and Washington, I believe it's supposed to be rainy. It could be wrong. Maybe the weather has changed. But that's something we always need to be aware of, Pierre, this time of year especially. And we're talking about the Miami Dolphins going to a possible cold weather environment as well. So it's just something to keep your eye on, everybody. I'm just putting that out there as a reminder because I did not remember that last week necessarily when I was setting my lineups. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I turned on the television and Buffalo and Philadelphia was a rain fest, you know? And I'm going, oh, and it I did said. not matter. They both. Yeah, you know, you're right. But but at the same time, both of those teams are acclimated to that kind of weather. Yeah. Miami Dolphins team is not acclimated to a weather condition that we may be able to get in Washington this week, which, by the way, I don't know if we're getting any weather now because DraftKings has it as a cloudy day. That's it. Uh, but it was supposed so to be raining. about a 50 percent chance of, of rain throughout that day. So they, they could definitely get some rain. The winds aren't too bad. They're okay. right now projected less than 10 miles an hour, right around six to eight miles. So. It depends on the the rain. I'm not usually scared off of, of rain. It's more of a, is it windy? You know, is it snowy where guys can't get their traction there? But uh, you're right. Yeah. Definitely always watch it rather around this time of year. Yeah, but, you know, with Miami Dolphins, with a messed up ankle on Tyreek, with a Tua Tagovailoa who's had a tough time throwing and just holding on to the ball, that's, that's yeah. the only reason why I mentioned that. Um, I don't like any of the wide receivers from Washington. Although I do like Sam Howell, I don't know how he's getting it done through the air and how he's putting up DraftKings points because McLaurin and Dotson aren't the guys that they used to be, and they're just not producing for us. Now it's Curtis Samuel, Pierre. At 4,100, Curtis Samuel looks like he has come alive, but I can't be chasing those Curtis Samuel points. I'd rather I'd rather chase a, a, a Raymond point. So, yeah, you can't chase, but you're, you're right. Somehow Howell gets there, you know, every week he gets you about 20. Um, his price isn't isn't where it needs to be if he's going to get you 20. He only needs to get you about 18 right now. So if he gets you 20 to, to 21, to, he's gotten 34 at one point. I don't know if he'll do all that. But if he can get you 20, you'll be you'll be happy with 20 at, at 6.2K. Samuel was the beneficiary, definitely, for sure, on, on Thanksgiving. Saw a ton of targets, caught a ton of balls himself, 4,100, good price. I, I still feel like the other two are, are more talented, being Dotson and McLaurin. Uh, you got $500 more for Dotson and about $1,400 more for McLaurin. So you're going to pay for it. Uh, you just can't chase those 12 targets. Um, can he get there again? Sure. He, he had a stretch earlier in the year. I think it was week four to week six where he got, you know, 18, 18, 14. You would love that at 4,100. So you could go um, with Samuel here, but you could also go with Dotson and McLaurin. I really like McLaurin's price at 5,500. It seems cheap. I know he hasn't really produced in the ways you would expect him to produce like he did some games last year. He hasn't been over 20 at all this year where he had a couple uh, 23 and 27 last year. Still got 11 targets in that Dallas game. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I do like one of these receivers who is going to be, I don't know, but I okay. can tell you who I don't like. Okay. <laughs> That's easier. Who's that? Who's Logan that? Thomas. Okay. I do <laughs> no, like I, Logan Thomas. no, he's turned into a pumpkin. He's turned into a pumpkin. Uh, yeah, don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. I've even thought about dropping him in fishbowl and I'm like, 
dude, I can't drop him in fishbowl. I, I picked. I, I think I may start three kickers in the fishbowl week week number two. I advanced to the second round, and I'm yes. up start three kickers. And kickers have been good. Like if I'd have played, you know, Matt Gay and Jake Elliott more, I probably would have been better shape. Uh, you should have listened to my advice. Uh, I know you mentioned Raheem Mostard. I just got to warn people, though, that 7,300 means he's got to get to over 21 DraftKings points. He did that last week, not the week mm-hmm. before, not the week before, not the week yeah. before, not the week before. Uh, just one of those things. Be careful about doing that. Raheem yeah. Mostard, even though Achan is out, some, he, he's. I think he's working his way through an injury. Yeah, he, he's looked banged up. Um, again, if he's getting the volume, though, that's the, yep. the situation. If Achan's back, I, I wouldn't touch him. I may not touch him if 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 HN's out again, but again, you're looking at that 20. He's getting he's getting 20 touches. If he can get you in the end zone, uh, you're happy. He's got the breakaway speed and sure. he has the upside himself. But it's I mean 50 point total. You're gonna probably want a part of this yeah. team. Yeah, I think you want the Miami Dolphins defense because and even yeah. Brian Robinson that 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 shine is wore off him last week. I don't know. Maybe he was a he's, he's overpriced. He's overpriced. <laughs> Denver at Houston, 46 and a half point total. Houston is favored by three and a half. Talk about a shootout. This one has the shootout potential to me, Pierre, right here in front of us. I actually like Russell Wilson this week at 5,700. Russ always hovers around that 15 point mark. But if there's going to be a week where he can break loose of that, it's going to be here in the dome against a young quarterback. And this, this, uh, this Denver defense has been coming alive and might be able to force a couple of turnovers like we saw a couple of weeks ago for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I like the Denver defense. They're only 2,700. They've looked much better these last four or five weeks. Um, Stroud's got pinpoint accuracy, but, I mean, he's still a rookie, so it's possible he could he can make one or two uh, rookie mistakes. You really only need one, uh, ultimately, to, to get talking back to the a touchdown there. Um, Russ, they're not really letting Russ cook. Nope. Like, they've been good. The, the Broncos have been good, but they've kind of kind – of, leashed and kind of honed in in Russ a little bit. So, like, that Browns game, I know they they won big, but he only threw it 22 times, uh, 134 yards and a touchdown. He happened to run for one, which kind of helped his fancy point total. Um, 259 against the the, the the Vikings. And then the what, five, six straight, he didn't throw over 200 yards um, before that game. So just, just kind of be careful. You really need him to, to be – a part of the touchdowns, either running mm-hmm. it in or throwing it in because the yardage and the volume just, just isn't there for him right now. Stroud is 8,100. And I know I just talked about the Denver Broncos defense, yeah. but it doesn't matter against with CJ Stroud. He, the kid is efficient, throws for over 300 yards every single game, throws for a mm-hmm. couple of touchdowns every single game. He's hit over that uh, 8,100 point mark one, two, three times in a row or three times out of the last four games, Pierre. just looks like he could do that again this week, possibly in Denver. Anytime he's at home, I want to take him. Yes, yeah, Stroud's been great, um, really great at home. He's averaging 27.6 points at home this year and 16.9 on the road. So there's definitely something about him being at home and let's also remember there was a point this year where we were we were picking on the Denver Broncos defense early. Yep. Yep. Like we were we were targeting them, trying to play players against them. And we know the the route tree is gonna be, you know, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, but Tank Dell's mispracticed with a calf. Um, so monitor that. If if he happens to miss, that'd be a, a tough blow. Noah Brown's still questionable. We'll see if he can get back. If, if if everybody plays, it kind of muddies the the waters for the targets just because there's so many different options. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could help Stroud, obviously, because he can kind of just throw the ball around the yard. 
Um, but you tend to want someone to be out if you want to really stack it with him, just because that's when you know the target tree is going to be narrow. No, I, I agree with you. I watched the kid, though, and he doesn't seem to have a favorite target. He yeah. has the, the target is whoever's open. I think he does look, you know, it does look Dell's way. It does look Collins way a little bit. Yeah. But I saw him hit so many different people. It was amazing. This week also, it looks like that uh, grading out. Schultz is, should be grading out pretty well this week against this Denver Bronco defense. They let up a lot of points to tight ends. And I know Schultz yeah. hasn't been active. I know he's been on the sideline a little bit, it's, you know, participating in the game. But he hasn't caught any passes. It just seems like one of those games where maybe Schultz gets back involved at 5K. Yeah, you're, I like the call. If you can afford him, be a little different off McBride. He's like $100 more than, than Trey McBride. Like you could go to Dalton Schultz at 5K. And, I mean, we saw him put up 30 just earlier this year, so it's possible. Okay, Singletary's backfield, but I, I think that he's splitting with Damian Pierce, so it might be hard to do. And uh, I, I like Javante Williams as well at 5,700, but I'm not sure that we could trust him to get there this week. Probably not. Um it's, it's glad to see that he's like healthy. Like he's getting those 20 plus, you know, like three out of the last four, he's gotten 20 plus opportunities. That's what you want. And the Texans in the past have given up on the ground, but they've been pretty good against the run this year. So it's probably the passing attacks uh, for both of these teams. I don't know if I would go Russ, maybe uh, just a Sutton, uh, for instance, or uh, maybe even Judy could get involved. But I think I would just lean Corton and Sutton for the Broncos. And then with the Texans, you could go basically any of the pass catchers which travel there. Okay. Uh, Pierre, I'm going to tell you right now, the little bus is about to leave for church, and I got neighborhood kids coming over here and everything like that getting ready to go. So we got three games <laughs> left, but we got to okay. get through them. All Let's right, go. here we go. Carolina at Tampa Bay, 37-point total. We don't have to talk about this one very much other than the Tampa Bay defense, I think. Carolina. Carolina. New coach. New coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, Whenever boy. there's a new coach, I like I like the team that, that has a new coach. So. Okay. Play, play some Carolina. Who? Uh, I mean, Bryce Young's 4,900. Tampa struggled against the pass. Probably go to, to Thielen, but I don't know. I just, they may not win, but I'm going to probably okay. look at some Carolina just because new coach, coaching change. That's it. That's what you, that's, you're not giving me anybody else? I mean, White? White, Mike Evans. Okay. Those are really the two on the Bucks right. each week. Okay. All a little right. bit of revenge, I guess, for, for Baker being with Carolina in the past. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that may be that may be well boy, 37 point total. I do like this game. It grades out pretty well for me from a fantasy standpoint, but I just uh, 37 point total. I'm like, ah, yeah, uh, it's yeah, there I can't for a reason. All right, San Francisco at Philadelphia. Are we looking for another shootout here in Philadelphia? This game is a 46 and a half point total. Was San Francisco favored by two and a half points? Pierre, I, I like it. I like the sound of a of a shootout, and actually, I don't mind playing a Brock Purdy this week at yeah. uh, sixty one hundred. It seems like a it seems like a cakewalk for him. Yeah, this is going to be, I think, a little bit of an edgy type of game, just because the NFC Championship last year, you know, Purdy was hurt, and all oh, all man. off season the 49ers were talking about that's the only reason they lost is because Purdy got hurt, and that they would have won that game otherwise. Um, so this should be fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, okay. It's going to be the, the the late afternoon game. Everyone's going to be tuning in on just like Buffalo and the Eagles were. Uh, so I do. I do think this will be a, a game you can stack, and I do think this will probably be another one of the shootouts. Purdy, 6,100, good price. It's tough because I he's another one of those kind of home road splits guys. Average 20 yes. at home, only 11 and a half away over the last two years, which isn't great. But Philly's defense hasn't been great either. Uh, against the pass, so I like the pass catchers and Ayuk, Debo, 
McCaffrey's matchup proof, Kittle. Uh, so all those guys are involved. And then with the, the Eagles, it's pretty condensed. Uh, as long as Goddard's still out, it's just going to go to to Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and then uh, obviously the, the running back in Swift if they don't get cute with, with Gainwell and Boston yeah. Scott like they did that first half last week. Even if Goddard is back, I still don't think that they're going to send it Goddard's way. He's going to be forcing his way back, I think, as fast as he possibly can. Yeah. And I'm not sure that they're really ready for him to come back, but he's trying to get out there on the field. And I, as always, it's going to be Jalen Hurts no matter what in an afternoon game. Okay, oh, So, yeah. so <laughs> if it's an afternoon game, just go ahead, Jalen Hurts, no matter what. 8,200, he'll get there. He'll get there. Don't even worry about it, right? Yeah, uh, running just back, push him in there twice and he's there. Yeah, running back-wise, it doesn't look like a good CMC game. I, I'm not saying he won't have a good game, but yeah. from a DraftKings perspective, at 9K, that means he's got to get up to 27, and I don't see anybody doing that against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. I mean, he's still Christian McCaffrey. Anything's I possible. <laughs> I know. I get you. And I I look for those 30-point bangers, and I'm just not sure that CMC is going to give me that 30-point banger this week. That's yeah, it. it'll be tough. It'll be tough against them. I, I will probably lean Iuk or – Kittle or Debo here for the, the Niner. And which one would it be, Ayuk or Samuel? I would go Debo. He's been the one talking the most smack. I got to I got to I'm trying to find and look, look check it. Go ahead and tweet it to me at Loafinet over there on Twitter. How to how to find out wide receiver versus matchups like a zone defense or a man to man defense. I, so I I've been PFF I, has has some good reports on there. That's where I would go. Okay. Um. Pro football uh, focus there. That's it. They they break down, you know the the percentage that teams play, man versus zone, and I'm pretty sure the Eagles are pretty man heavy, which which does tend to lean. I look like he's the he's the 49ers pass catcher you want against man coverage. I just I'm going narrative with with Debo kind of walking the walk and talking the talk. Kittle grates out very well for me, but so did uh, Kincaid last week. Is that Dalton Kincaid? Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. uh, so did Kincaid? And Kincaid didn't didn't come through for me last week. I don't know what it was, whether it was rain situation there for the rookie, if the you know they figured him out or whatever. But a Kittle's guy that I want a little piece of at sixty two hundred. That seems pricey, but he's got to be the Travis Kelsey of this slate for me. Uh, I mean, he's capable. That's again one of these guys is going to go off. He's got to get it right. Uh, again, versus man coverage, you, you probably want Iook, but I'm I'm going Debo, but I could see Kittle being just fine as well. Cleveland at the Los Angeles Rams, 39 and a half point total, minus five for the Los Angeles Rams, which means they're favored by five points, Pierre. The Rams woke up. The Rams came out of hibernation. The Rams are ready to go this winter. I don't did they sleep during the summer and they come out in the winter? I don't know what it is. <laughs> but Matthew Stafford, he got a big shot of adrenaline last week, and he was able to give us some numbers. Uh 24 DraftKings points for Matthew Stafford. And we always talk about him not getting there. Is he gonna get there this week? Is it gonna be another Tyler Higby week? Tell me what's going on, Pierre. Eh, he's not getting there again. Um, he hadn't gotten there really all year. I think that against the Colts, and he's not playing Arizona again. <laughs> he's playing the Browns. They have a, a stout defense. It's it's good to to get some weapons back. You know, Kyron Williams exploded. You know, his first game back. Uh, he's up to seventy two hundred. But they can they can lean on him on the run a little bit. You do got Cup and you got Puka and Tutu. Those are really the three main catchers. Where Higby <laughs> came from, I have no idea. No idea where that happened from, but no, I don't. I don't see that happening again with the uh, with Stafford or the Rams this week. Uh, I'm sorry, it just sounded like I had a disease when you said I had a cup and a puka and a tutu. It just <laughs> sounded like I needed a shot or something. Uh, I don't right. know. 
Hey, that is Pierre Wilson with all the DraftKings knowledge. I am just on here directing the ship, and sometimes I'm doing it into sinking sand, Pierre. I'm letting you get together your lineup a little bit here, and you can follow mm-hmm. Pierre at Peewee31 over on Twitter. You can follow me at Lofinet. Don't forget to follow the show at FI today with a little underscore. And look, if you see that DraftKings contest out there, invite your friends. We always appreciate new listeners, new loyal listeners. We always appreciate uh, new money in my pocket as I win this week. I'm yeah. coming for you, Burba. I'm coming for you, Burba. That's what I'm doing. Yes, sir. Uh, Pierre, we always play that game of who's which quarterback do you like the most? Hmm. hmm. You lit up. You lit up at Purdy. You you kind of Baker revenge game is what you went there. I know you cannot say Bryce Young. I mean, 4,900, <laughs> 4,900 Bryce Young. You would be absolutely crazy to say that. I don't know Pierre who you're picking. I, how about a picket? Would you go, you go with a picket? I'm going with Howe. Give me, okay. give me Sam Howe. He's just been so consistent. Um, only 6,200 in the in the game with the highest total. Uh, even if the Dolphins get out, he can he can throw it to try to catch up here. So give me Howe. Uh, gonna go ahead and go with Dotson. I'm gonna go right in the middle between Samuel McLaurin. So give me Howe with Dotson. Bring back Tyreek. I'm just gonna play him. I know he's 9,600, but he's been pretty consistent around that 30 range as long as he doesn't leave the game early. Uh, so Howe, Dotson, Tyreek, Zach Moss. Let's go ahead and toss in the, the free square there at, at 4,600. Um, give me Jalen Warren at 5,400. I like your call there. I do like running backs against the Cardinals, so give me Warren. And let's get a part of this late game. So give me Debo, Debo Samuel, 6,200. And then I'll go Devontae Smith uh, for right now at 7,300. If Goddard's back, I'll probably switch this up. But give me Devontae Smith, tight end. Let's go Jawan Johnson at 3,400 there with the Saints kind of banged up, and we'll close it out with the Broncos D in hopes that they can get the Stroud. So Sam Howell, Zach Moss, Jalen Warren, Jahan Dotson, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Jawan Johnson, Devontae Smith, Broncos defense. I am going to have to listen back to the show. It only takes a moment. Listening, and liking, and subscribing, and leaving a comment only takes a moment, so I'll encourage everybody to do that. But I'm going to have to listen back to the show, Pierre, and enter a free contest with this because I realized I accidentally, in my rush at the beginning of the show, I uh, clicked on the Millie Maker. And, and look, <laughs> uh, yeah. What are you guys crazy? Do a $20 contest? Are you guys crazy? The Millie Maker? What? I'm not, yeah. I've not progressed there yet. I'm not. <laughs> How many times can you enter? Is it a one? Is it a single entry or is it a multi? No, it's 150 max. <laughs> you guys are nuts. You guys I, I don't. I don't ever max out. I, I just do one. But yeah, there's there's folks that that pay thousand dollars each week. That's a de- you guys are degenerates. Oh no, I can't believe. No, that's great. That's fantastic. I my my blood is pumping just thinking I almost accidentally <laughs> did it. My blood is pumping. Hey, congratulations to everybody. Thank you for playing with us. And as always, find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.